What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 87, where I will talk about Michigan's loss to Rutgers that occurred earlier today. I'll talk about what's happening in the Big Ten tournament. And lastly, I will preview the Michigan State-Ohio State game that's taking place tomorrow. But there's a lot of interesting games that has occurred, and that's just the Big Ten for you. The Big Ten tournament has been incredibly fun to watch it's been full of some very close games it's been full of the underdogs winning the favorite so far has not won a single game now maryland has a chance to snap that tonight against minnesota but minnesota played really fun style of basketball last game against nebraska which was a pretty big win for minnesota now that's only for Minnesota because, again, Nebraska isn't one of the best teams in the Big Ten. But Nebraska, before that game, had really started to play extremely well. You got to give credit to them. They have a really passionate coach in Fred Hoiberg. They're starting to really play for him. And you have several really good players that Minnesota was able to overcome. And Minnesota, again, has a chance to get another big victory them this season there's absolutely no chance they'll go to the nta tournament unless they beat maryland and win the whole thing which isn't impossible is it likely no would i kind of be shocked if it happened a little bit but we've seen so many surprises and so many things go awry this season the big 10 tournament it wouldn't shock me if a team like a 10 seed or a 9 seed end up winning the whole thing just because I feel like a lot of these teams are really close to each other in how they play and talent-wise. And if you get hot at the right time, you can win this Big Ten tournament. And that's exactly what Ohio State is doing. And we'll talk about that Ohio State-Michigan State matchup a little later in the podcast. But the Big Ten tournament has been really, really fun. Penn State just won another game against Illinois. It really seems like Penn State has Illinois' number right now and I think that has a lot to do with their guard play and Illinois really doesn't have a point guard it's just a bunch of wings that play one through four they have a big man but you have Jalen Pickett in Penn State he's just an absolute baller he just really took over at the end of the game and Penn State's going to be a team that, in my opinion, may, has made it into the NCAA tournament. They absolutely deserve it. Shrewsbury absolutely deserves to make it. I'm super happy for Jalen Pickett. I'm super happy for Funk. Funk made five threes tonight, I believe. So that's a team that could be pretty dangerous in March if they can hit their outside shots. And you have Pickett that will literally just take the guard down low every single time. You have shooters all around them. That's a team that could maybe make some noise, and I think tonight's victory over Illinois really clinched their spot in the NCAA tournament. The other games really that had occurred is Ohio State beat Iowa earlier today, and it's an Iowa team that overall has shot it extremely well lately. They were coming into this Big Ten tournament pretty hot. They had won a decent amount in the last couple of games. Murray isn't playing extremely well, but you're really getting a lot of good shots from the McCaffreys and Sanford. 
that's a team that won't play very much defense, but if they're hitting their shots, and we've seen it against Michigan State, where they can come back at any point in any game, and they can beat almost any team if they're hitting the three ball. Doesn't always happen, but when they're on, they're pretty on and they're pretty good. Now let's talk about the Michigan Rutgers game because, in my opinion, this might be the low point of the Juwan Howard era. And with saying that, I'm kind of surprised I'm saying that right now, especially for what happened earlier this season. I'm not going to go into detail, but if you're a Michigan fan or if you're Anyone that is in the state, you probably know which game I'm specifically talking about. But this game was, in my opinion, like I said, the lowest point of the Juwan era at the University of Michigan because this was a team at this was a team, a Michigan team that had very much underperformed this year. It's a team that has multiple really good players. Jet Howard is very good. Kobe Bufkin is very good. Hunter Dickinson is very good. Doug McDaniel starting to come into his own a little bit. Their biggest issue was always trying to find a four. They really kind of struggled there. Terrence Williams wasn't very good this season. You have Will Cherry. He's been decent this year. They did go Terrence Reed for a little bit towards the end of the season as well. That really worked, but that wasn't working today against Rutgers because Rutgers was wanting a zone. It really made Michigan shoot the ball, and they just couldn't hit any other shots, especially in the second half where they only made two field goals in the second half. That is by far the lowest in Michigan's history. Before that, it was seven. That was, if you're a Michigan fan, that was unexcusable. In my opinion, that was one of the worst offensive halves I've ever watched out of any team. And I've watched a lot of really bad performances, especially this year in watching Rutgers. Rutgers is not a very good team. They were pretty good offensively today for them, but offensively overall, they're not a really great team. Defensively, they're really good, and you have to give credit to Rutgers. They had a really great plan today, but really kind of the only player that showed up today for Michigan was Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson had 24.7 rebounds. He had almost half the amount of points that Michigan had. Hunter Dickinson was kind of the only guy that showed up. Kobe Bufkin wasn't great today. Jet Howard wasn't good today. Will Cherry, zero points. Terrence Williams, Three points. Joey Baker, five points. He at least made a couple of shots, but this just was a really, really poor performance from Michigan. Players weren't really trying. You saw, for example, one specific time in the game that I don't know if I'll ever forget, at least for a while, that free throw that Rutgers had The free throw shooter hit the front of the rim. It drops right in the middle of the free throw lane. He gets his own rebound and scores a layup. Jet Howard doesn't even try to get the ball, doesn't try to even back out. This was at a time where 
Michigan was kind of creeping forward a little bit, kind of getting a little closer. Now, if that doesn't happen, do I think Michigan wins this game? No, I don't think Michigan wins that game if that doesn't happen. But that was kind of the epitome of this Michigan team because I don't think this was a talent issue for Michigan. I think there's a few issues that Michigan had. I think one was effort. I think this was an effort issue for Michigan for the most part this season. I think there was times where Michigan didn't give a ton of effort. There were certain players that were giving a ton of, ton of effort, but once a game was kind of over, or once the momentum gone, especially in the late game, you could kind of really see that Michigan was falling apart. They would go four or five minutes without scoring. They would lose games where they had 80-plus percentage chance of winning. They would lose a game to Central Michigan that you should never absolutely lose. This Michigan team just could not close, and I think that has a lot to do with just overall effort, and their effort just wasn't good today. And I don't think any Michigan fan will say it was good today. And this is where you kind of have to look at Juwan Howard a little bit. I have been a little bit more critical of Juwan Howard than most people. I've also said that I was wrong in the past. I've been times where I'm saying that Michigan's completely out of the tournament or they have to really go on a run. I don't think that they would. They had a chance. They had three games in a row that they could have won. That if you win two of those games, you're in the NCAA tournament and you didn't do it. And that was Michigan. That was that team. That team just couldn't close. And now you're going to probably get an NIT bid. It seems like Juwan Howard's going to take it because he wants to play more basketball. Will the players want to play more basketball? I'm not sure. Will Hunter Dickinson want to play in the NIT tournament, especially after this year? If I was him, I would definitely not want to play into it. But you can kind of really see that this Michigan team is at a point where next year is a really, really important year for Michigan. Juwan Howard has to turn this around next year or you start getting into a point of danger zone a little bit because where Juwan Howard started and Juwan Howard had momentum going all that momentum is gone at this point because you could very much lose three impactful players three stars from this year you could lose Jet Howard which some people might say that might be a good thing especially for his defensive end of how bad he's on the defensive end and how he doesn't try. You could possibly lose Kobe Bufkin. I definitely think he'll consider going into the NBA draft. He's currently maxed somewhere in the late first, early second. I think I saw earlier today that he was maxed for the 21st pick. And then you also have a chance of Hunter Dickinson going. Now, does that mean he'll go into the NBA draft or does that mean he'll transfer? Not exactly sure. But this will be a very interesting offseason for Michigan basketball because if you're them, you kind of want these guys to come back because you thought youth was an issue this year. And I'm not saying Michigan issues was solely because of youth because there were several other issues that Michigan was dealing with. Some people said it was youth. Some people said inexperience was an issue for the most part. Guess what? If you lose all three of those players, it will not be better next year. 
which means one or two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to have to try to convince two of those guys to return. I think if you're Michigan, you want Kobe Buckin and Hunter Dickinson to return. If that happens, I think if you go out and get a few transfers, this Michigan team could be pretty solid next year. Now, there will still be concerns about Juwan Howard's coaching. I think there will be going forward until he proves otherwise. But Michigan needs to start getting the ship headed into the right direction. You know what? Some people might say I'm being really critical right now of Michigan, especially because this is their first time missing the tournament in seven years. They had gone to five straight Sweet 16s before this, which I don't know why people are bragging about that stat. It's cool. Good for Michigan. Five straight Sweet 16s. It's awesome you've been successful in the NCAA tournament. But now you've missed it. So there needs to be some course correction. And if there is, Juwan has shown that he's been able to bring in talent. And if they do it again, they could be a pretty solid team next year in the Big Ten. And in the Big Ten, I think we'll be much better next year going forward. But if I was a Michigan fan, I, I would think this performance is absolutely unacceptable. It's embarrassing. This was a game you had to win, and it just never really seemed like Michigan wanted it more than Rutgers, especially outside of Hunter Dickinson, because Kobe Buffkin, again, wasn't very good. And if anyone is ex gone of excuses, if someone doesn't deserve Criticism, honestly, it's Kobe Bufkin because Kobe Bufkin has been amazing this year. He's really evolved into his own. He's really kind of been the go-to guy for Michigan when they really need a big bu bucket. So I'm not trying to be too hard on him because you have bad games. Players have bad games. It's just this is not a very good point for Michigan. And basketball. So now Michigan fans will probably want to focus on spring football, which is coming up here shortly because this Michigan football team will be very, 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 very good next year. And again, we'll be competing for a college football playoff spot, Big Ten a title, and a possible chance at a national championship because they just have so many players coming back for one last run. And that's how you go get a national championship right there. Am I predicting one? No, but they should definitely be one of the four best teams in the country. Maybe top five, depending on where Ohio State is. Now let's go over to the last matchup I really want to talk about, and that's Michigan State against Ohio State. This is their third time at meeting up this season. This is the second time in the last six days. This is a matchup that I think will be extremely interesting because Ohio State is just continuing to play very well. And they played extremely well against Ohio State, against Iowa. My apologies. If they continue to do that, they could beat this Michigan State team. They match up pretty well against Michigan State. It's been very close, both of the games that they have played. Joey Hauser has had two big games against Ohio State. Ohio State Thornton has been very good, especially last time 
against Michigan State. I believe he had close to 20 points. If Michigan State wants to win, he they kind of have to limit him as much as they can. If Ohio State wants to win, they have to limit Joey Hauser. I think this will just be a fun, fun matchup between both of these teams. Whoever wins that matchup will probably go on to play Purdue, but that's not guaranteed because we've seen so many teams be upset throughout this Big Ten tournament. Rutgers could do it, especially with how they're playing defense. And Rutgers has beaten Purdue before. So we'll see what happens. Not much of a in-depth preview of that matchup because this game just occurred. But I think it will be a fun game. Definitely watch out for... Suing from Ohio State, Thornton from Ohio State, Joey Hauser, Tyson Walker, Malik Hall possibly as well. I think it'll be probably a pretty high-scoring game because both defenses have struggled quite a bit recently. But that's Big Ten basketball. It's either a really high-scoring game or a really low-scoring game. There's no in-between because either people really show up on the defensive end or they don't show up at all, and Michigan State has definitely not shown up on the defensive end, and if they want to win tomorrow, they have to be a little better defensively, and they have to get really good production out of their four main guys. So, yeah, thank you again for tuning in to episode number 87. Hopefully you continue to enjoy the Big Ten tournament, and there should be episodes being released later this week.